The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God, the Gospel of the Lord. Very often when I'm considering a passage of Scripture, little things stand out to me, sometimes a single word. In this story, I'm struck by the fact that Jesus made the disciples get into the boat without him and launch out onto Galilee. He didn't say, uh, what do you guys think? What, what about if I go up on the mountain and pray and y'all cross over in the boat? He didn't make any suggestions. He compelled them to get in the boat and take off without him. Sort of looks like Jesus knew what he had in mind, doesn't it? So while Jesus is on the mountain with his Father in sacred prayer and communion, his disciples are in a little boat on the Sea of Galilee, beaten by the wind and waves. I don't know how long this went on. I doubt it was just a few minutes. But Matthew says that in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them. The fourth watch of the night is 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. A few years ago, we decided to try to drive to Memphis without stopping halfway there and spending the night in a hotel. We would get there quicker and save a little money, too. We left in the evening. Now, driving 1,200 miles without sleeping in a bed at some point is not easy. God willing, I'll never do it again. Let me just say that 3 o'clock in the morning, when you've been driving already for hours, is a sad and dismal time. So after fighting the storm in their little boat somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., these weary and frightened disciples see what looks like a human form walking toward them on the water. Now, you and I have heard this story more than once. Imagine what it was like for them never having heard about anybody walking on water, seeing this apparition headed their way. Maybe they thought it was the Grim Reaper. They were terrified and cried out, it's a ghost. 
immediately, I like that word, immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, It is I. It's Jesus. Don't be afraid. How many times when we are in a storm do we mistake our salvation for a threat? Can you see Jesus in your storm? Can you see him walking on the waves? When Peter saw that it was Jesus, he said, Jesus, if that's really you, tell me to come out to you walking on the water. Peter was an impetuous guy. I like him. But I have to wonder here what the other disciples were thinking. Here goes crazy Peter again doing dumb things. Do you think somebody might have said to him, Come on now, Peter, use your common sense. People can't walk on water. Maybe Jesus can do this, but you're not Jesus. But what did Jesus say to him? I love this simple one-word response of the Lord. Come. There is so much in that single word, I could preach a whole sermon on it. It's not just to Peter that Jesus gives this gracious invitation. Jesus Christ is speaking to everyone in this room right now saying, Come to me. Please listen to him. And please go to him. Jesus said in John six thirty seven, Whoever comes to me, I will never reject them. So Peter climbs over the rail of the boat and begins to walk on the water. Wow. Now, I've heard sermons in my life that criticize Peter because after walking a ways on the lake, he started to sink. But to me, Peter is the hero of this story. None of the other guys climbed over the rail and walked on the water. What must it have been like? His eyes were fixed on Jesus, the one he had left everything to follow, the one he loved. And as long as he kept looking at Jesus, he walked. But of course, Peter got distracted and looked away from the face of Jesus and looked at the waves and the wind. And so he began to sink. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to understand this. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your ears on Jesus. Don't look at the waves and don't listen to the wind. Some might say you've got to stay in touch with reality. The storm was a reality, and that is true. But Jesus is a more powerful reality. He is a more trustworthy reality. And unlike storms, Jesus will never pass away. Storms are for a moment. Jesus is forever. And he is the master of the storm. I don't think in this time we're living, I have to reach too far to come up with a parallel here. We have all been going through a storm lately. The important thing is, where is your focus? Who are you listening to? I'm afraid way too many are not focused on Jesus. They're focused on the waves. They're listening to other voices. And those voices are not fostering faith, but paralyzing fear. Fear is the exact opposite of faith. Fear destroys faith, and faith banishes fear. As long as Peter was looking at Jesus, he was exercising faith. You know, you could really say that faith 
is looking. Who or what are you looking to this morning? If you are looking to a human being or to a group of human beings or to your own strength or wisdom, you're going to sink. The only safety is in looking to Jesus. He is the master of the storm. When Jesus said, have faith in God, he was not making a suggestion. It was a command. Faith is not optional for the Christian. You can't be a Christian without faith. Faith is the key to everything. It is the first requirement. Romans 14, 23 says, Everything that does not come from faith is sin. Some people asked Jesus one day what works they needed to do in order to have eternal life. We are always looking for something we can do on our own to please God. Tell me, is it getting baptized, coming to church every week, putting money in the offering, giving to the poor? Of course, there's nothing wrong with these things, but they won't get you eternal life. What was his answer to these people? He said, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. Faith, it is step one. You can't skip it. It's the foundation. But let me explain to you that faith is not just some mental state that you somehow work up in your head. Faith is a choice and an action. If you believe God, you will obey God. You will take that step of faith. It's always a little scary. At least it has been for me. But I have never in my life been sorry that I stepped out in faith. My wife and I could tell you many stories about steps of faith that we've taken. Steps at times that other people thought were crazy. I'm going to tell you about a big one. I pray you were able to hear this and that you don't stumble over it. Everybody here knows we have nine children. I've been teased by friends about how cruel I am that I have made my wife have all these kids. But that's not how it happened. After we were married, Debbie told me how God prepared her for having children. She noticed in the Bible that it talked at times about God opening and closing the womb. That struck her. So at some point, she felt that God was speaking to her about letting him be in charge of her womb. So she gave herself, her body, to God to do with as he wished. I can tell you that along the way, those very close to us not only thought we were crazy, but my mother, God bless her precious memory, really argued with Debbie about having so many children. She said, you've got to use your common sense. Now, I'm all for common sense. If it's raining, I take an umbrella. When I take a hot cookie sheet out of the oven, I wear an oven mitt. I wear a seatbelt. But the fact remains that when God speaks to you, it's your job to obey him. When Jesus called those fishermen to leave their business and follow him, do you think they wondered, what are we going to have for supper tonight? Where are we going to sleep? What if we need some new shoes? As for our family, if Debbie had listened to those who thought she was crazy, Benjamin wouldn't be the pianist in this church. 
I'm sorry you're not hearing him today, but you will again. We have never been sorry that we acted in faith where having children was concerned. For Debbie and me, next to our personal salvation through faith in Christ, our nine children are the most precious thing in our lives. We're so glad we listened to God and acted in faith. Now notice that this story ends with those who witnessed all these things saying to Jesus, Truly, you are the Son of God. The point of the storm, the point of exercising faith in the storm, is to come into a deeper relationship and knowledge of Jesus. And that relationship of faith will deliver you from the torment of fear. Living in fear is not a happy thing. That's why so many people have been so miserable these last few months. It's why suicide is up, domestic abuse is up, and drug and alcohol abuse is up. Fear. God wants to deliver you from fear. He wants you to know the joy and peace that faith in Christ brings. I can't talk you into this relationship that will bring freedom from fear. There must be a spiritual transaction in your life between you and Jesus Christ. I can't make that happen. Only God can. What you can do, if the Spirit is stirring your heart right now, is to call out to Jesus and like Peter say, Lord, save me. My friends, you have no idea how I long for the people of St. Michael's to come into the freedom and joy of Jesus Christ. He is calling you to come, just as he called Peter to come to him. But coming to Jesus requires faith. You must deliberately climb over the rail of the boat and step into the unknown. You must transfer your trust from whatever you're believing in now and throw yourself completely on the Lord Jesus. This is not a casual thing. It represents the biggest crisis of your life. It's scary. It's not common sense. But the most common sense thing you can do in your life is to have faith in God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to know God. Without faith, it is impossible to be saved. None of you has any idea how much I long for you to share this joy and adventure of following Christ. For Debbie and me, our lives together have been nothing if not an adventure. We have been through some tough times. I look back on moments in my life when I just wanted to fly away to an easier place. But I want you to know that I wouldn't trade any of the difficult experiences for all the money in the world. Because in them, not in spite of them, in them, I have come into an ever-deepening relationship with Jesus. Nothing in the world, no health, wealth, fame, or fortune even comes close to the riches and joy of knowing Christ. I wouldn't trade my life with all its problems and valleys and suffering for anything. And the great thing is that when this hard life is over, I can look forward to eternity face to face with this one who has always been with me, who died for me, and who has never failed me.
There will be no more temptations, no more trials, no more suffering, no more sickness, only eternal joy in God's presence. When that day comes, none of the things in this life that seemed so shattering at the time will mean a thing. Jesus will be all in all. And my friends, I want you to have that hope too. I want it so much. I want you to be delivered from your fear and have this clear-eyed and joyful confidence in God. Faith in Him is the only way to live. Now, I'd really been looking forward to seeing everyone today. I, I looked ahead to this, uh, the readings for this Sunday before I left on vacation, and I saw how relevant and significant this story from Matthew 14 is for this moment in time. But I realized that some would have been so distracted by my presence that they wouldn't have been able to hear what God wants them to hear. So I decided to record this message. Hopefully this unusual format will have allowed you to hear the Word of God for you today. Hopefully this message from God's Word will inspire you to choose faith over fear. Jesus is calling to you, just like He called to Peter. Come to me. Get out of your boat of safety and walk on the storm. Do not be afraid, but trust in me. Keep your eyes on me and not on the waves. Listen to my voice. And shut out the voices of fear that come from the enemy of your soul. Step out into the peace and joy and love of your precious Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.